Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today's episode was my first ever in-person podcast interview. And what better guest to have than Joseph Rackage from josephrackagefitness.com. Joseph has a following of over 750,000 on Instagram and to date he has coached over 170,000 people, helps transform the lives of over 170,000 people. So you are listening to one of the most experienced coaches out there and in today's episode he shares all of his knowledge, all of his information around transforming the lives of people and helping them become the best, fittest and healthiest version of themselves. He speaks about keto, how he's a big promoter of the ketogenic diet, something I've never tried myself, but Joseph speaks about why he's a big fan of that and he gives the details for anyone who actually would like to follow the keto diet. He speaks about training, his preferred form of training for himself and for his clients, how he's built up his own physique, and then we speak and we finish up around the mindset, the lifestyle. Joseph is someone who dropped out of school at the age of 17, who worked in a job that he hated, and as of now, as of recording this, he's built three very, very successful online businesses. So he's someone with a lot of inner self-belief, even though he wasn't very successful in school. So he just, he speaks about how he built that mindset and built his confidence over time. So whether you're looking to transform your life, whether you're looking to feel more confident in yourself, or whether you just want to learn a bit more about training about nutrition, definitely listen to the very end of the show because it's going to be a ton of value in this. And if you do get value from the show, the only thing I'll ask, the fee, it's not monetary. Please just leave a review and share the show. That's all. Podcasts generally only grow through word of mouth, through people like you listening. So please just leave a five-star review while you're listening and tag me, tag Joseph on your Instagram stories and we will reshare the show. So that is all for this week's episode. I really hope you do enjoy episode number 61 of the Lifestyle Literature Show with Joseph Rackage Fitness. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifter Show. This is my first ever in-person podcast and today I'm joined by online fitness coach. He is a lover of Nutella. And <laughs> even though he's from New Zealand, he has a physique that the All Blacks themselves would be scared of. Today, I'm delighted to join, be joined by Joseph Rackage on the Lifestyle Lifter Show. Joseph, thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, looking forward to having a chat. Absolutely. Uh, Joseph, the first question that I ask all my guests before we start is share something about yourself that most people do not know. Uh, most people do not know. Probably the Nutella thing. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell that story? So I've, I've never had Nutella in my life. It's not because my parents didn't let me when I was a kid. When I was a kid, all I ate was junk food, roll-ups, chips, lollies, chocolate, my whole life. For some reason, we just never had Nutella at the house. <laughs> um... I was, you know, jam, peanut butter, everything else. Years went past. I never tried it. You know, it got so long that, like, it was my claim to fame. So now that I've been this long without trying it, I don't want to try it. You may have ruined that. Absolutely. But I almost feel like I know, without pacing, I feel like I actually know exactly what Nutella tastes like. What Maybe I'm completely wrong. But... Tastes like so. I guess it's a, a, a nothing chocolate in a way yeah. it's smooth yes yeah yeah i i honestly someone pretty much would try it just to be like well it's exactly <laughs> to prove this <laughs> yeah. 
But then I, I can't have that claim at home. Yeah, you, you don't want to break the pledge there, right? Exactly. Um, so about your, your backstory, mm -hmm. Joseph. So I know, obviously, growing up in New Zealand, you dropped out of school yep. when you were 17, started working for your dad, mm -hmm. and obviously now you're a very successful online coach. So how did you get from, from New Zealand to where, where you are now at the moment? Yeah, I guess at school, um, I never did too well. I, was, I wasn't the smartest thing. <laughs> person there was and I just I didn't enjoy school I enjoyed my friends at school I enjoyed lunch times I enjoyed um you know just hanging around with mates and being stupid but I never enjoyed learning at school and I think it's because I just didn't find a passion for it um I failed school the only subject that I did pass was PE physical education because you know, I like to run outside I like to kick a ball yeah I've always been into sports However, in saying that, I was always a skinny kid my whole entire life, skin and bones, no muscle. So, believe it or not, when we did have PE, physical education at school, when we had restroom, um, I would always lie and tell the teacher, oh, I forgot my gym clothes today because I was a skinny kid and I didn't like losing weight. Um, so, it's weird how it turned out now. Weight's my passion and what I love, but didn't do too well at school. Dropped out, failed, um, didn't know what I was going to do with my life, got into the party scene, you know, hanging out with mates, all that kind of stuff that everyone goes through. Was just pretty much lost. Um, my dad gave me a job. He owned a company that was a food distributing company. So this was the worst job in my life. <laughs> I was working in a negative 18 degrees freezer the entire day. Like... Four jackets, a beanie, gloves, everything. And it was it was terrible. Like you, you couldn't think of anything worse. Um, but you know, I had no other job to go to. So I did that. After that, I became a delivery driver for my dad. So I started delivering the food to the restaurants um, and to the bakeries. Yeah. Again, still not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. My mum won a free gym trial. She didn't want it, she gave it to me. I went along to the gym, saw my mates there, you know, started. I guess hanging out at the gym. Yeah. I didn't know anything about training, but you know, we'd talk to mates and muck around here and there. Even though I didn't know anything about training and I was mucking around, I guess because I was new to the gym, it was a new stimulus to my body. So I did start to notice some progress. Once I noticed the progress, I kind of it sparked something in me. So I got more serious about my training, more serious about my diet. Um, and obviously, once I got more serious, I started Googling stuff. What is protein? What foods have protein? I started applying that knowledge to myself. Yeah. Once I started applying that knowledge to myself, I started transforming my physique, getting more muscle, um, understood dieting, understood bulking. So did a few transitions, went through a somewhat decent transformation, I think, was putting these pictures up online, and people started asking me for help. From there, I started offering them help, and then it got to the point, this was all prior to social media as well, so it was on the bodybuilding forums, so many people were contacting me for help and guidance with diet. So I started helping them. And I guess what started off as a hobby turned into a passion and now turned into my career. And it's just kind of all worked its way out um, through being online, the online space, posting up content, posting my client transformations, and just growing from there. Yeah. Well, and here I am many years later. Yeah, yeah. Tell me so. And tell me, Joseph, from when you started in the gym, how long did it take you to get through your own personal transformation? 
Um, so I guess, well, I signed up for two weeks. I had a free two-week trial. I didn't obviously make any progress in that two weeks because I had no idea what I was doing, but I joined the gym just because of the hangout place for me and my mates. Because it was a hangout place, I was there pretty much every day. And after, I guess, two, three, maybe four months, I started noticing small changes. Once you saw those small changes, that's when you got more serious about, wow, okay, my shoulders are looking good. Yes. What are some good shoulder exercises to do? So you start searching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, how do they grow? Like, what's a good diet, you know? Um, and just learn to do it myself. And yeah. I guess because I was passionate and I enjoyed what I was doing, I learned because I wanted to know. Where at school, I wasn't passionate about maths or science. So for me to learn, it was a chore. Yes. I didn't Absolutely. go out of my way to, you know, learn about photosynthesis or something. <laughs> and it doesn't change my life. So. <laughs> Joseph, I was actually a former primary school teacher before. Really? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But uh, with that now, yeah. there's a lot to be said for just doing something you feel fulfilled at and actually with genuine interest. Yeah. But I'm curious to know, when you were starting your own transformation journey, did you, like, look up to any kind of bodybuilder or follow any particular influencers, advice, or guidance? Yeah many along the years and you know it's, it's always changed um i guess you know originally starting out i looked up to guys like greg plitz um because my goal has never been never has been to be like you know a huge massive bodybuilder like ronnie coleman or jay cutler even no, though i mine yeah. expect those physiques 100 percent um and even if i tried i know i couldn't get there so <laughs> but i've always looked at guys like um arnold sergey bray frank zane um, these old school classic looking bodybuilders that were I guess not freakish but they just looked yeah. muscular and good at the same time um, yeah I think one of my main idols for the majority of the early years before I really knew much people was Greg Blair awesome awesome um, yeah and since then Joseph you've obviously I mean first of all you've coached over 170,000 people mm -hmm. so what would you say what advice would you give to anyone on their own personal transformation journey at the moment that they want to improve their health, they want to improve their fitness, they want to get leaner, but maybe they're just not seeing the changes that they're currently, they, they're hoping to see? Yeah. So most people don't get results is because they don't adhere to the diet and they don't adhere to the training program. That's usually the hardest thing. They do it for two weeks and they're not seeing any amazing results, so they give up or they break the diet on Saturday, which throws out that week. Um, and it's just a vicious cycle. And because they do that, they don't, they don't see any results. And if you don't see results, it's hard to stay on track with something because you've not getting any reward with that. So I think the best and the most important thing is to understand that you have to trust the journey and trust the process. Lock in to a specific time frame however long it is, whether it be eight weeks you can commit to, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 20 weeks, whatever it is, if you can lock into a time frame 100% and just say you're going to commit 100%, you're going to follow this diet, you're going to follow this workout program, you're going to do this much cardio and not break that, that's a good starting point. No, it doesn't have to be 20 weeks. If six weeks is all you can commit to that you know you can just lock in 100%, do it for six weeks. If you do that, you'll see amazing results. Once you've seen amazing results, what are you going to do? You're going to continue doing what you're doing because you're getting that reward. Now, 
if you don't see results and you're not satisfied with you know your progress over the last month that just means something needs to change so for example if you're trying to lose weight yeah. and you're not losing weight comes down to two things one consume less calories or two burn more calories through exercise or being reactive or both <laughs> combination of both yeah um and yeah that's what it comes down to and like a lot of people say oh i'm in a calorie deficit but i'm not losing weight and i'm like well technically you're not in a calorie deficit then so what a lot of people think is a calorie deficit and it doesn't work so they get like discouraged but maybe they're tracking wrong maybe their body doesn't burn through as much calories as they thought could be many reasons but regardless if you're not losing weight and weight loss is your goal you have to change something either decrease your calories or increase your energy expenditure now it's much easier to decrease your calories if you're on structured meal plan. Yeah, so it's the same thing. So an adjustment, even if you don't know what the calories are, you can pull something out. And I think that's the most important thing, just locking into a goal, committing 100% to that time frame. Once you've seen results, you'll be motivated tenfold to go even harder. If you don't see results, don't give up, don't break it because you're committed to your goal. Instead, change something. So awesome. And for so you've coached over 170,000 people with Joseph. And what is your process for getting results? I know you're a big proponent for your clients amongst the keto diet, mm -hmm. for instance. Yeah. So, like, can you just talk me through a bit more about that? Yep. So, I coach anyone and everyone, no matter what their goals are, male or female, if they want to bulk up, put on weight, they want to cut down, lose weight get lean, get shredded, whatever the goal is. Now, I'm a big believer in the best diet that you can do is a diet that you love the most and that you can adhere to the best. Awesome. Regardless of what that is. I push keto and I push non-keto and I'm open to whatever the client wants to do. Why do I push keto so much though? It's because keto, believe it or not, has a better adherence rate than people doing non-keto. Now, I know a lot of people won't believe this, but I've had over 170,000 clients. I've got a lot of information and I've got a lot of data and my marketing guys look at this. So keto has a better adherence rate. And I know the reason why. It's because sometimes we need strict rules to adhere to something. If we don't have strict rules, we can't adhere to it. So this is why keto is the best diet for the majority of people wanting to lose weight if they enjoy eating keto. One, it sets some rules and sets some boundaries. No carbs. <laughs> Someone starts a diet and it has carbs, it's so much easier come the weekend, your friends come over, you're watching a movie, they've got chips on the table, you grab those chips. Um, they order pizza, you end up getting pizza with them. It's easy to break a diet when there is carbs in there. Now, I'm not saying you can't lose weight on carbs. If you're strict and you stick to it, you will. But for the general public, adherence rates are hard. Now, if they're on keto and they go out to a restaurant with their friends, their friends get burgers and fries, the person on keto will be like, oh, I'll have steak and vegetables and butter. Because when they get offered this or this, they'll be like, oh, no, I can't have that because it's going to kick me out of the ketosis state. So they actually adhere to the diet. Better. better adherence gets better results. Also, because when you're on keto, you're consuming no carbohydrates, and with no carbohydrates, there's low levels of insulin, 
Therefore, the kidneys flush out a lot of salt and a lot of sodium, so you lose a lot of weight. Yes. So sometimes in the first week, people lose three, four, five, ten genes. Now, if you're quite overweight and you lose five kgs in the first week, yes, it is water, but you're blown away. You're like, oh my God, I've lost five kgs. This diet is amazing. Stick to this. That is fine. Yeah. Yes. Now, if you don't get that amazing three, four, five kg loss in the first week because you've got carbs and you don't get all that water weight loss, it's not as motivating. You're not as rewarded. So it's easy to say, oh, fuck it, I'll this, you know? So it's almost like keto draws strong lines in this a line in the sand, and it just makes your rules, I guess, easier to follow. Yeah. yeah, and you you need rules sometimes to commit to something. Absolutely. And because they get amazing results, they adhere to the diet. And I also believe you just feel well, one, you feel amazing. I'm I'm really big on keto, and I'm really big on high carb. Low carb, we chat about this in the gym. Yeah. Low carb, I feel terrible and I feel like a zombie of dieting on all different diets. When I'm low carb, for example, 100, 150, 200 grams of carbs a day, I feel lethargic, I feel tired, I feel no energy, and I just feel like almost half dead. High carb, I feel good because there's so much carb, so much glycogen. Keto, the complete opposite, zero carbs. But you've got a lot of fat. The fat is very satiating, so it keeps you full. You're not hungry. You have no cravings. And running off fat and ketones is a very clean source of energy that burns slow. So you just feel good and you feel calm. But with carbs, you're like extremely hungry. Mentally as well. Yeah. Sometimes you mentally more clear. Yeah. So on a low carb diet, when you yeah. still have carbs. You've got brain fog. <laughs> you can't think when you're dieting hard. But on keto, you feel so clear in the mind, so switched on. Also, when dieting, if my carbs are low, it's hard for me to do four meals a day. I'm just, no matter how much, my, my hunger is just extreme. Sorry. But if I'm on keto, I can do three meals a day. Because that high fat, you know, comparing calories to the same equal, it's because that same fat, instead of carbs, it just keeps me satiated yeah. and full. So it makes dieting easy. Yeah. So that's also another reason why people stick to keto better, because when you're on a low-carb diet, hungry, um, annoyed easy, and just when you get to a certain point of hunger, you're just like, oh, stop it. Yeah. I'm eating this. But keto, I, I, I think, oh, I can't finish my meals. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and when you go when you when you play between high carb and keto, when you go on keto, what are some of the what's your biggest challenge? What are some of the foods that you miss the most that you gotta yeah. remove? Like it's it's only the first kind of week that is hard. Yeah, because I love fruit. Yeah, I love fruit so much. And on a high carb diet, I can love my castle fruit, pineapple, mango, frozen berries, and my oats and everything. So I, I love fruit. The first week is challenging. Yeah. Um, so I just miss that sweet thing. I've almost got to have like a sugar-free energy drink to get that sweet thing. But after a week, once I'm fully keto adapted, I don't even think about fruit. It doesn't even interest me. It's just I feel satiated with what I eat. So there's none, no, there's no craving fruit. You don't need that juiciness anymore. It's just it's gone. So once you get over that week, yeah, it, it's a walk in the park. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me this though, Joseph. 
So 100, 200 grams of carbs, that's low carb for you. For me, yeah. Mm -hmm. For you. But something that's, you know, quite, yeah. quite decent, yeah. So what would a high carb day look like for you? Then? Oh, well, my high, high carb, 450 is on the low side. But, you know, I'll be up 600 grams. Um, like, not just one day, like day, 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 day after day, day after day. Um, so, yeah, I the way I look at it is I have to honour either carbohydrates as the king or on a fat as a thing. <laughs> I can't do the You can't thing. do it. No. You can't do it. So. In protein, concepts and so. Yeah. My, my, my protein is always way too high. Yeah. Um, I know you only need one gram of protein per pound of your lean body weight for optimal results. And any more than that is not really going to benefit you. And it's probably going to get converted into glucose. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so on keto, I, I really try and keep it low. But on a high carb diet, just my calories are so high. I'm getting so much trace protein from like oats and yeah, it's so easy, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like 10 grams of protein, yeah. right? and then 140 grams of oats, yeah, like a meal, and then two scoops of protein that's got like four grams of carbs. Like it just it just adds up. So for me to keep my protein low, I would almost have to have like 80 grams of chicken sure. per meal, yeah, which is kind of ridiculous, yeah. Um, I have like 200 to 250. So by default, my protein is too high. Yeah. I know that, but I just can't get it lower. <laughs> and what are some of the biggest misconceptions in, that people have following the key? I think people that try keto and feel shit, they do it wrong. And what they do is they know, okay, keto is no carbs. So they just remove all the carbs. Yeah. Of course, they're going to feel terrible because you're just eating like chicken and broccoli. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have that fat in your diet. You're not running off fat, or you're basically running off carbs still because the body gets that protein, converts it into glucose, yeah, gluconeogenesis, and you're running on a extremely terrible diet with no fuel source. So of course, you're going to feel weak, tired, and like a zombie. Yeah. If you do keto, you have to not be afraid of fat. Like, I'm putting, like, 40 grams of butter on my salmon, like, to get the fat in <laughs> Like, people would lose their minds. <laughs> but I'm not even count. So I've got I've got to get my calories in somewhere. somewhere. I've got to get your fuel. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I eat so much butter when I'm on keto. And it's super satiating, very high in vitamin A. It's, you know, a very good Irish butter. It's so good. And, like, if I wasn't doing it... Yeah, I'll be feeling terrible. Sure. Because it's not technically keto. Yeah. When people do keto, you have to put fat in your diet, or you have to consume fatty meat, and you have to make sure you're getting your fat in. You can't just remove carbs and call that keto. And just a follow-up question on that. So off your macronutrients, but protein, carbohydrates, fats, mm -hmm. what would roughly the breakdown, typical breakdown be yep. on a keto plan? Mm -hmm. So I don't get too caught up in like percentages or exact sure. amounts yeah. because it makes it too hard for the client. It makes it too complicated. Like sure, I've got guidelines. For example, my protein, I say should be around one gram. Um, if they're not on keto, I say at least 0 0.4 grams of fat per pound of lean body weight if they're not on keto. But if someone is on keto, the main goal that I have for them is to be in ketosis. So zero carbs from actual carbs. You're only getting carbs from trace carbs. 
So such as vegetables, vegetables, yeah. maybe carbs and avocado. But if you can, let's just say you've got 50 grams of carbs per day. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can have 40 grams of carbs from oats. It means no carbs except for the trace carbs that are in vegetables or, yeah. um, I don't know, maybe you have some coconut yogurt that's got carbs in there. That's fine. That's fine. Trace carbs are okay. Just no direct source of carbs. And then you want to keep your protein moderate high, not too high, because otherwise you kick yourself out of ketosis. Yep. So when I'm on keto, I can't do six meals a day, because if I do, my protein will just be way too high. Um, but the thing, keto wants my appetite, so I can't get away with four meals and three meals. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way for me to keep my, my protein down. What about those, I'm curious, what about like starchy vegetables? Like peas, sweet corn, would they technically not be ideal in a keto plan because mm, yeah. they tend to contain more carbs? Mm-hmm. Not ideal, but again, stuff like potatoes, I wouldn't obviously. But peas here and there, it's like I'm not too concerned about that as long as you're not eating that time. And not going absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, or a whole bunch of corn, but like a little bit here and there um, is fine. If when someone signs up for Jared, we've got like the recommended vegetables. The ones that are okay and the ones yeah. that are not so good. Red, green, and orange. Yeah, yeah. And if a vegetable is not so good, doesn't mean you can't have it. Just don't have like 400 grams like per meal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who's it? So I'm curious to know who is a keto diet for and who would you say the keto diet wouldn't be ideal for? I think the keto diet can be for anyone. Um, you have to try it yourself to see if you like it, to see if you feel good on it. And if you like Keto foods. If you don't like eating bacon and eggs and fatty meats, then I wouldn't recommend keto. Now, keto is really good for the person that wants to lose all the weight, at least say 10 kgs plus. Um, I think keto is probably superior for them because of all the amazing benefits it has. They feel good. They lose a lot of weight instantly. It's good for people that do long-distance sports, like running. Yes, endurance. Now, if it was... A sport that I would say keto is not ideal for, it's probably going to be bodybuilding um, just because, you know, glycogen does help yeah. um, for your explosive workouts in your workout. But even if you are a bodybuilder, I'll say give keto a go. See how you feel. Um, I'm not sure if I try myself as a bodybuilder. Maybe. I've done keto. I've trained hard. Um, Got pretty decent results and, to back it up. Yeah, I've, I've, I've loved and I've enjoyed my training on keto. And I think it comes out of personal preference. Yeah. And so, speaking of training, then the fact that when you are following keto, you're cutting out your carbs, mm-hmm. has your training ever suffered as a result of that? My training has never suffered once. Yeah. My training only suffers on a low carb diet. Sure. But, like, one time it was, I randomly did it when I was in Canada. I did keto the whole time I was in Canada. I was there for about four weeks. I was on keto prior and after as well. And when I was on keto in Canada, it's like when I was really deep in keto, I just started prior to going to Canada and I was having the best workouts ever. And I don't know why, but I put it down to this. When I was on keto, I have less meals like, you know, four meals a day, where I'm on a high-carb diet of, like, six or seven. Yeah. When I was on a high-carb diet, having six or seven, I'm always got, like, two meals in me before I train. And one meal is, like, 40 minutes before I go and train. 
So when I'm in the gym training, there's so much blood in my digestive system, digesting that food down, breaking it down. So I can't get that blood in the muscle. But when I'm on four meals a day, and let's just say I have my first meal at six, and I don't train until three hours, four hours later, all that food's almost digested. So when I am in the gym, all the blood's gone to my muscles. Yeah. So I think that's maybe why I had better workouts. It wasn't good with the carbs or the fats. It was to do with my body's not trying to digest any food when I'm training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I I just put it down to that. Awesome. Awesome. And so what's your current training look like at the moment too? Are you following like a particular split or how do you work it? Yeah, so with training and with dieting, I'm I'm a big believer in variety. Always changing things up, yeah. always mixing things up. Um, different exercises, different rep ranges, more volume, less volume, more frequency, less frequency. I, I do everything. Sometimes I'll train everything once per week. Sometimes I'll train everything three times per week. But I'll kind of do it in training blocks. Like I do two months training everything once a week. And then I'll do one month or two months training everything twice or three times per week. Right now, I'm just on a traditional bro split. Um, every main muscle group once a week. Yeah, I've got an order. But sometimes it gets mixed around depending on who I'm training with. Um, like I normally do legs on Wednesday, but I did legs today <laughs> just because, you know. 10 by 10. 10 by 10. Yeah. I don't envy anything. <laughs> and also my workouts at the moment, they don't have, they don't have 100% structure. So yeah. okay, I, know, I know I'm training legs today. I went in and I trained legs. I had no idea what I was doing until I was doing it. Yeah. So... It's, it's a way I like to train because I'm training with all different people. Yeah. So it's hard to do this, do this, do this. And at the gym that we go to, Dunos, there's like 100 different exercises yeah. of your chest. Yeah. So I don't want to do bench press and dumbbell flies for you know four weeks to get that progressive upload, even though you, that's what you want. But I like to just mix it up. Yeah. All I know is, okay, I'm doing chest today. Or, okay, I'm doing arms today. And then this is whatever. The yeah. weight is whatever. The reps are whatever. It's just... As long as I can empty the tank and give it 100% and keep the intensity high, that's it. Do you know what? I think that helps my appearance. I don't know if you find it. Sometimes it's having that bit of variety where yeah. mm -hmm. you know what you're going to train, but yeah. you haven't fully selected the exercises. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I believe I that know it was against yeah. the overall principle yeah. that I'm usually sometimes. <laughs> adherence comes before adherence. Yeah. The only thing I need to know is what muscle group I'm yes. training today before. Yeah. Like, I can't turn up to the gym thinking I'm doing shoulders and then my mates have legs. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, I, I can't. <laughs> like, no, I was doing that. You need to But as long as I know what muscle group it is, then it's just whatever. And what are some of your favorite exercises just for, I know there's so many for upper body and for lower body. You yep. have to pick maybe two or three of each. Mm -hmm. Um... For chest, like I've never been a fan of bench press. I just feel like one huge injury risk. Yeah. Um, of being like everyone that's torn their pec, they don't bench press. Mm. Um, also, when you're in the bench press, you're just pushing forward. Yeah. So I like the chest press, like isolated press. We push forward, but it's also in. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So possibly because one, you're in a machine, so I feel like everything's safe. You can push harder without being afraid of a pick here. And you're pushing forward, but in, so the contraction is a lot better. So that's what I like to do for my chest. Um, back, again, I probably mix it up quite a bit, but I'm a, I'm a really, 
I'm more of a pull down guy than a row. So I like my pull downs, my single arm yeah. pull downs. Um, arms, I always mix it up, but you know, I'll try and base it around something heavy and then something where I can get a good contraction and high rep. So maybe I might do you know, some barbell curls where I do my six reps. But six reps, yeah. 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 Majority of the workouts is 15, 20 reps of biceps, just getting that squeeze, that contraction, pumping that blood in there. Yep. But again, varieties. How many sets, how many working sets per week, roughly per hospital would you do? Yeah. Uh, it always changes. But on average, I would say I do about five exercises per muscle group. Yeah. The sets would be anywhere from three to five. Sure. Usually starting at five for the first three exercises. Yeah. Um, so, so it's like eighteen to twenty. Yeah, like five, five sets, five sets, five sets, four sets, three sets. Sure. Uh, so whatever that equal, I found that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, rep range again always different. Yeah, and it depends on training with. Like I've trained with guys that are super high volume, mm. drop sets after every exercise, lots of sets, lots of lots of volume. Then I'm training other guys who are also, you know, massive, got so much muscle on their frame, and they train very different. Yeah. Only two working sets. But these two working sets, it's, it's, it's heavy, yeah. and it's your, your, your empty you tank, and you are, you're leaving nothing, yeah. and there's four reps. And sometimes when you do five sets, it's like, you half up, there's three. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I trained with, I'm not sure you know, Darren from the gym? Uh, Maybe you don't. No. He's one of the, the big no. guys, yeah. So I trained with him. We did two sets. I wasn't, it was very weird for me, you know? We did like one warm-up set feel. It was like super warm. Yeah. And there was two working sets. The working sets were like heavy. You're like you're, you're working. Yeah. And the pushing and it's force reps. Um, but, you know, I guess at the end of the day, what you're trying to achieve is progressive overload. Yes. Yeah, mm. I think I waste my too much volume. Yeah. Well, the research shows anywhere from three to thirty. Yeah, you can build muscle. So yeah, you know, there's actually no harm adding that variety. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you're right. Hey, you know, even looking at all the studies, there's so much studies out there, and a lot of studies say that starting to back up everything. To yeah, prepare. whatever, whatever you're looking for, you can get your yeah, yeah. Uh, but like a lot, a lot of studies say that you know, better to train. Your muscles more frequently, like two or three times, you get better gains. But if you look at all the biggest bodybuilders in the world, they've been training once a week for chest, once a week for back, once a week for Yeah. So, you know, it's, and, but again, I do everything. Yeah. But majority of the time, I'm a bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the most frequently asked questions you get around your training? So, uh, if it's if it's someone that doesn't go to the gym, you've been to the gym in life, what do you bench? Like, <laughs> I don't think yeah, yeah, I don't think <laughs> if it's someone that's you know into the gym and you know actually working out yeah. themselves, um yeah, they, they almost don't ask about training, it's almost more about the diet. Mm. Um they usually come up with a problem that they're having, like oh or maybe it is about the training, they they give lacking a certain muscle group, what should they do? So lacking a certain muscle group is one that I get quite often. Yeah. But usually the most common would be diet. Mm. Um, what oh, would you say that actual diet to training split would be? In terms of, okay, you want unbelievable results, what percentage roughly do you think will come from your training versus your diet? 
Um, I know it's, honestly, kind of, yeah, it's, it's uh, a hard one to... And both should be 100%. But honestly, probably, most people listening probably won't agree with this, but I'm not going to say 90% diet. 90. Like, I've got clients, or oh, depends who you are. Yeah. I've got clients that just do diet only without working out. They lose like 10, 15, 20 kgs and they look amazing. No working out. Yeah. Someone who's already lean and wants to put on a bit of muscle and look good, then it's probably like 60, 40. Sure, yeah. Um, so it, it kind of your body composition. Yeah, body composition. But for the most of my clients are more on the overweight side. So for them, diet is the support. That's right. Yeah. Training kind of comes a little bit later and it's just kind of for the calorie burn. But those guys who are in, I guess, okay shape, but they want to go through from, a bit of a transformation. Or from like a five to an eight there. Five yeah. To a nine, yeah. Then it could be 50-50. Yes. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you put cardio now in this? So does cardio have a role to play? Is it essential? Do we need to do it to lean out? No. Nah, you don't need to do cardio at all. You can get lean from just training and diet. Yeah. You can get anything just diet. Because it's all about calories in versus calories out. And, you know, just sitting on the couch, we burn calories. Walking around, we burn calories. Talking to someone, we burn calories. Moving our hands, we burn calories. We don't need cardio at all. But cardio is the best tool to burn calories. <laughs> so it makes sense to do cardio, and it makes sense to have cardio in your plan. So is cardio needed? No. Is cardio one of the best things to do to help you get lean and achieve your goals? Yes. So anyone trying to lose weight and get lean should have cardio in their plan and their program. Now, I think a lot of people make the mistake of dropping calories too high and starting off with 60 minutes of cardio per day. (laughs) And when fat loss falls, they've got nowhere to move. Do you do more? Do you take away more? So I'm, I'm always under the impression you want to do the least amount that still allows you to get results. So, for example, let's just say I was, I went on a serious bowl kind of quite big and I got up to 15% body fat. If I was on a diet for a show, I would keep training the same, super intense. Let's just say I trained an hour. I would only drop calories, nothing else. And I'd lose weight. After two weeks, I would then drop calories more. After two weeks, I would then add in cardio. Maybe, let's just say I'm doing 10 minutes a day. When fat loss stalls, I'll bump up to 20 minutes a day. When fat loss stalls, I'll drop calories. When fat loss stalls, I'll go 30 minutes cardio a day. When fat loss stalls, instead of training for an hour, I'll train for an hour and 20 minutes every day. When fat loss stalls, or every two weeks, whatever it is, more cardio. So you're constantly... Starting, let's just say, you started on 3,500 calories, 3, 3, 3, 1, 2, 8. You just keep bringing calories down. And at the same time, you keep bringing cardio up. And at the same time, increase the intensity and the duration of your workouts. But and I think the say, slowest way yeah. is the best way. Yeah. Not to max out from the start. because No, you know, you don't know where to but I know people that listen a thousand calories per day and they do an hour and a half cardio per day and they stop losing because their body is almost like their body adjusts. The body adjusts. Yeah. Yeah. It gets easy. Is there is there anything you've changed your mind over in the past five to ten years in relation to your training? Um 
oh, I guess a lot from the early days. Like, I guess in the early days, you're so like lost with stuff. Like, you know, you have pirates, toning, you mean you want a cart and heavyweights, balls. Like, there's like lots. And you know, oh, sugar's bad. So I didn't even eat grapes. Now I'm like, oh, so it's, you know, I eat like 500 grams. So there's a lot of things that just, I guess, change over time. Um, I was even afraid of fat at one point because I thought fat makes you fat. Fat makes you fat. Yeah, like obviously it makes you right? But now I've done like seven grams every day on ego. So it's just anti-cholesterol. You know what? I kind of saw. And it's so crazy because I'm actually a picture of my phone. If you look at these news articles, there's a picture of my phone. I think from like Daily Mail or no, maybe not Daily Mail. Some news out there anyway. They had one article. This is the same year, saying you know eggs you know, increase cholesterol or whatever it was. And then the other article, which is present another time saying an egg a day can help. You know, like completely confident. So with all this information, of course people are going to be confused. Yeah. And if you type into Google, like Google gives you answers to everything, right? You want to learn how to do something, you go to Google. If the answers are there. But if you go to Google for weight loss, how to lose weight, it'll tell you crazy stuff. Drink this green herbal tea that has blah 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 so of course they're going to be people are going to be confused you know and, and, but you need to find anything else google works but to lose weight it's just it's just yeah it's yeah yeah it's crazy. It's like yeah it's it's not necessarily the eggs it's what people have them it's like steak is bad for you but yeah. the story doesn't show when you're having steak yeah with dry chips with all the green ice cream and yeah they drink it with king beers a weekend yeah like, yes, yeah, so the studies like steak eaters versus non steak eaters. The one that doesn't eat the steak probably doesn't drink 10 beers, yeah, doesn't do all these drugs, yeah, probably doesn't binge on pizza and ice cream and large coke, exactly. But the guy that eats steak probably eats a lot of other shit, <laughs> you know. So, you've got to take it like, yeah, it's, it's studies can sometimes not mean what they mean, sure, yeah. Just uh, just towards her, towards the end of the show now, Joe. So I'm curious. Seem to have a lot of self belief, mm -hmm. and even though you dropped out of school at 17, you didn't just follow the norm and just say you're you're going to be a failure. For someone who is lacking in belief, whether it is in their fitness, yep. whether it's in their business and their personal life, what are some tips that you would give to him or her to just build that self confidence and that belief in yourself? Yeah. I think you just have to understand that you can achieve what the mind believes. If you believe you can do something, like you 100% believe you can do something and achieve something, and you keep at it, you will achieve it. If you don't believe it, then you're 100% correct as well. So just having that mindset shift and putting that confidence in yourself and just knowing that if you try, you can achieve it then I think that's the best thing to get you take action on trying to achieve that. So most people have these goals, well not goals, probably ideas, but they don't even try and attempt them because they think, oh, yeah, I can't do that. But you probably can. Like, it's most people, they don't take it serious enough almost. They just like, um, like there's a Tony Robbins quote, I can't remember what it was. It's, you will only achieve something when you're, your should do is become your must-do's. Yeah, like, oh, I'm trying to lose 10 kgs. Yeah. I should go to the gym. Oh, I should do the cardio. 
once you should do become your musters, I'm trying to do some KGs. Oh, I must go to the gym today. I must do my cardio today. You have a strong reason. Yeah, once your musters take over your should do's, you achieve what you want to achieve. And yeah, I think it all comes down to self belief, believing that you can do it. Yeah. Like, how do you build your belief in yourself? I don't know. I've just, I've just always believed in myself, and I, I know we're people of so much more. Like, okay, can I go and walk ten kilometers in the Dubai heat? No, I can't. But could I walk ten kilometers? My family's life depended on it. I'll do twenty. <laughs> you know, like you can do it if you have to do it. So, like, if you ask me to walk ten k's now, I'm like, no. <laughs> but you know. If I had to walk 10 k's, 10 k's to save my life, my family's life, or students life, then yeah, I'm gonna do it. So it's not about can you do it or can you not do it. It's just people kind of put it in the too hard basket, so they can they can't do it. But you can do hard if you want it bad enough. I guess you have to figure out what your why is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're trying to lose weight, why do you want to lose weight? What is the reason? How will it make you feel? And if that reason is powerful enough to make you take action, you'll do it. Yeah. Mm. And you've built you've built a huge following, Joseph, obviously, as a result. You've been blasting out content for years and years, yeah. <laughs> sharing all your best bits with for free for for anyone yeah. who follows you on Instagram. How have you built up such an empire? Um, one, I think I love yeah, creating content, really posting awesome. content. Yeah. And I think people will find it hard to grow social media because they don't provide value. They just post up and they just post up. But if you post and you try and provide as much value as you can in any way, whether it be knowledge, whether it be entertainment, whether it be whatever, people are going to get that value. They're going to feel like they got something from you. They're going to follow you. They're going to tell their friends. They're going to share. And you're going to grow organically like that. So I think anyone that struggles growing their social media Take a step back and just focus on providing as much value as possible. If you're a fitness person in the fitness industry, just think, who do you follow and what would you want to see on their pages? Okay, you follow Chris Bumstein. What do you want him to see in post? You want to see him post what he eats in the morning. Okay, maybe you post that to your followers. Oh, you want to see what his league day is like. Okay, maybe you post that to your followers. So you've got to try and put yourself in the shoes of the people watching you gotcha. and say, what do they actually want to see? Yeah. Okay, we're coming towards the end of the show. Joseph, just final five rapid fire questions that yeah. I always like to end with. So um, first of all, what is one new habit you've implemented in the last six to 12 months? Um, one habit that I've implemented? One new habit. <laughs> if, if Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, getting things done. ASAP, outputting them on my to-do list. I was really bad at procrastinating. Yeah. Oh, I, need to, I need to text this person, write a note, text this person. Mm. But now, instead of just putting a note and text this person, I'm like, just text this person, yeah. yeah. I was really bad at that. Interesting. Really bad. Yeah. Making notes to do things. Mm. When these things could have been just like that. Sure. Um, so now I don't put notes for like simple things. 
I just feel like so I've seen that happen, and that's, that's been a game changer. Yeah, I don't know why he's pressing it. Yeah, anxiety maybe or like random stuff. Um, like I got these singlets. They're from New Zealand. They just I got white, I got black, I got grey. They're super good. Um, I yesterday I texted my wife who's back in New Zealand. Hey, can you buy me some more of these singlets and bring them over? I went to my notes to write the note. Text me, me to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a hard thing that I've not been able to break, but now there's just <laughs> just just. So I said I got the phone. I said, "Hey, babe, um, you know those uh, black, white, and grey singlets I have? Can you please bring them some over uh, to Dubai and extra large?" Like, no. Nah. <laughs> no notes. Didn't have to do it. Yeah. Procrastination killed us. Oh, that was a short why and I took no, 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 no. Okay. Uh when you hear the word successful, who's the first person you think of? Um, good question. I would say Elon Musk, because when most people talk about successful, in my opinion, in his money, most people try and spin it in like put it to other things, but you know, I I feel that happiness. Yeah. Um, you know, they say, oh, you know, it's more of the family and you're happy. And I'm like, yeah, but I think successful, if you're talking about it at a face level, is kind of talking about everyone knows what it's about. They're just trying to change the narrative of it. Um, and I, I guess they kind of switch it out for the word happiness and you know, fulfilled. Yeah. But if we're just talking about the word success, like just success. To me, that's how well you've done in life and what you've achieved in a business sense. Yeah. So first person that comes to mind is kind of Elon Musk. Yeah. Mm. The goals. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you if if you go back in time to when you started, what is one piece of advice you give to your younger self? Um, yeah, I guess believe in myself, which I guess you don't at the start because you haven't seen yourself. Prove to yourself that you can do X, Y, Z. But if you just believe in yourself before even doing anything, you will get stuff done at a faster rate. Also, I would tell my younger self, take action faster. Like I've had many ideas and I've thought about it and I've dabbled on it and I haven't taken action and I've fluffed around. Um, I think speed is super important. So if there's something I want to do, take action execute and do it with speed. Awesome. What do you feel is one of the most underrated gym exercises, Joseph, that most people do not do? Um, I'm curious to hear this one. Most underrated? Maybe squats, because there's a lot of people that don't do them, but then again, there's a lot of people that do them. <laughs> so that's a hard one. Um, maybe squats... Like a barbell back squat, yeah, yeah. Or... barbell back squat. Yeah. Um, Would you say that's one of the most difficult as well? It is, yeah. Is probably why people don't do them. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people put them too hard bars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'd say squats. Yeah. I'll yeah. in squats. <laughs> Second last one. What's something you were looking forward to or excited about? Um, just yeah, personal growth through life. Um, having a family eventually with my wife. We're married. We yeah. plan to have kids this year. Awesome. Amazing. A lot of travel plans. And then I just want to grow and expand all my businesses. Yeah. 
Uh, like I said, I've helped 170,000 people worldwide. It's actually probably 180,000 now. Um, but the goal is to help a million people. And I know that's possible. And I know I'll get there. I just have to keep grinding and keep working towards it. Gosh, awesome. And last one, Joseph. What's, what's one question you wish people ask you more? What's one question I wish people asked me more? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. What's, um... I honestly don't know. Uh, what, okay, what's one question I wish people asked me more? I assume the obvious ones are like, you know, what do you train? What do you eat? But is there any kind of question that people are like, you know what, I wish... I wish yeah, they those were asked much from that. They're not what I wish they asked me. <laughs> Um, I honestly don't know. Maybe how's my neck? Awesome. What about the question for you? I want to reverse that from back on yourself. What keeps you going, I guess? What I keeps you going? Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. I, like I think that. that is, yeah. that is what you spoke about. Is that... Mm. Self, like just being the best, being yeah, as good as you can possibly be, yeah. Self actualization, just fulfillment, yeah. I like it, I like it. I'll copy that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. This has been amazing, though. Thank you, yeah. thank you so much for, for hopping on. Though, pleasure to meet you in person. Been following you online as well since I listened to Charlie Johnson's podcast. Just friendly for listeners out there, Joseph. What are one to three takeaways? that you would like them to implement after hearing you speak? In regards to fitness? In regards to fitness, life, just in general. Yeah. Number one, believe in yourself 100%. Number two, take action. Always the hardest thing about anything is starting. Yeah. Whether it's a diet, whether it's a business, whatever. The hardest thing is starting. Once you've started, you've taken it one step, it's easier from there. And the third and final thing would be whatever it is you do in life, whether it be diet, training, business, be consistent. Consistency is always probably the most important factor that you know gets anyone to achieve results. And I'll check in the fourth one. Um, enjoy what you do, love what you do, and be happy. Amazing. Unreal. Joseph, for all of our listeners out there who want to learn a bit more about you, what you offer, where is the best place to send them? Yep, uh, I'm everywhere online. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, um, you name it, I'm there. Twitter, so just search my name, Joseph Rakic, J-O-S-E-F-R-H-A. Joseph Rakic. Everyone gets it. Any platform, I will come up. Awesome, awesome. Joseph, thank you so much. This has been absolutely amazing. I really appreciate you coming up. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Great job.